Hello and welcome to another episode of Ranking Thrones. I am James Kelly. And I'm Evan Camacho. And every week, Evan and I meet up to discuss the kings who sat on the Iron Throne. Mm-hmm. And the way we do this show is that is that we cover all the kings and queen who sat on the Iron Throne mm-hmm. and just go through their life story and then rank them based on just the, the way they, they lived and ruled. We follow... Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we treat the the imaginary characters by George R. R. Martin as right. if they were real people and mm-hmm. just pretend to rank them. Um, so th- last week we did uh, we finished our two part episode, very much deservedly so, about the great Jaharis the Conciliator mm-hmm. who got the highest we've ever given for a king. Mm-hmm. He was really, really good. And so... Great. Deservedly so. Yeah, deservedly so. He he deserved every point, and he was also a dragon. Mm-hmm. So now we're following it up with his grandson, Viserys the First. Can he live up to that really impressive legacy? Mm-hmm. Let's find out. <laughs> uh, well, you'll find out, Evan. Uh, oh so uh, I'm a big fan of the books. Evan is more of a TV show fan, so. He comes in fresh when I educate him and give my spin on things. And uh, and so every week I ask, Evan, what can you tell me about Viserys I? Not much, other than he shares the name of the uh, one of the main characters in the first season of the TV series. But other than that, we don't know anything else. At least I don't know anything else about him. Yeah, like uh, in the... In the in the show or like in the books, like he did like officially call Viserys called himself Viserys the Third, mm-hmm. but um, they don't mention that really in the in the in the show. Mm. So so he's not mentioned in the show, which is I always also mention. It's like no, he's not mentioned in the show. Mm. Does he have a nickname? He's called he's sometimes called Good King King Viserys, mm. although later he. He would posthumously be known as King Stink. Ha! You won't find out until three episodes why. Oh, no. So, about the sources, we have Fire and Blood and The World of Ice and Fire. Right. So, the life of Viserys I. Viserys was born the eldest son of Prince Balon the Brave and his sister wife, Princess Alyssa. When he was days old, against the advice of the maesters, Alyssa put Viserys in a sack, saddled to her chest, and flew him on her dragon. Aww. Viserys adored it the entire time. Mm-hmm. She later did the same with her second-born son, Prince Daemon. Mm. Viserys and Daemon would have a strained and complicated relationship. It was full of ten- tension and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yet with hindsight, and this is me, this is my own interpretation of the facts. Right. Or what we're given. With hindsight, it was clear that Viserys loved Damon, and Damon, while always ambitious, never countenanced the notion of rebelling directly against his brother. Mm-hmm. He would do a lot of things that would make that would test Viserys's love, mind you. But mm. well, you'll find out. Mm, this will be fun. Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe he'll tell me I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. 
When Prince Aemon died, Prince Balon the Brave was controversially chosen as the heir to the throne, setting okay. a precedent that no matter what, a male heir was always given preference over a female heir. Oh, this is going to be important. Um, because Aemon at this time did have a have a daughter, so he had theoretically an heir with his daughter Rhaenys. Mm. During his youth, Viserys chose to mount Balerion the Black Dread, mm-hmm. the great dragon of Aegon the Conqueror. They flew for a few minutes, but the old dragon could not do much and landed back. Balerion the Black Dread, Aegon the Conqueror's dragon, died naturally at an old age. Okay. It's probably one of the only dragons that, that did so. Okay. Viserys would never fly another dragon in his life. However, the fact that he flew Balerion was one of the deciding factors to support his claim to the throne. Okay, um, interesting. Remember that these are people that very much rely on symbols as much right. as, as just like saying that I want this person to be my heir. Okay. So like... Yeah. Flying the dragon of the person that conquered Westeros, that's pretty, oh, that must be important. The fact that the dragon lets you do that? Okay. When Balon the Brave died tragically, see the Jaehaerys episode, Mm -hmm. a great council was held in Harrenhal to decide the matter of succession. Jaehaerys himself did not weigh in on this matter Mm -hmm. and let the lords choose for themselves. Numerous people came to assert their claim to the throne. One man who claimed came claimed to be the child of a woman that Magor raped. Mm-hmm. While everyone suspected that Magor did rape the man's mother, they dismissed his supposed paternity. Huh. Yeah, after everything Magor did to try to have kids, no. And even if he was, he would have been Magor's kid. Ah. So, no. Three bastard sons of the prodigal Princess Sarah Targaryen came to stake their claim. Mm-hmm. Sarah Targaryen had no interest in pressing her own claim as she was content where she was. Mm. Sarah's bastards came with Richards, one with ri- riches. Did I say Richards? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <That was> weird. <laughs> slip. Sarah's bastards came with riches, one with an elephant. Huh. While this won some people to their case, to their cause... In the end, they were passed by, too. Mm-hmm. The main candidates ultimately were Laenor Valerian and Viserys Targaryen. Okay. Laenor Valerian was the son of Rhaenys Targaryen and Corlys Valerian, known as the Sea Snake. Huh. The, sne- the Sea Snake would come to be the greatest Valerian in the history of Westeros. Just as a friendly reminder, the Valerians were a Valerian family, like the Targaryens, who escaped the Doom. However, with no dragons, they came to take naval strength. Okay. Corlys took a greater love of the sea than his family history suggested. He would travel east for nine voyages, traveling as far to the little-known lands of Yaiti. Mm. He returned with fortunes in silks and spices and managed to briefly make House Valerian the richest family in Westeros. Mm-hmm. He, ruled, he used his fortunes to build a new castle for his house and amass a magnificent fleet for his family. Having exhausted his desire for exploration, he soon fell in love with Rhaenys Targaryen, daughter of Prince Aemon, heir to the Iron Throne. Mm-hmm. Rhaenys flew on her dragon to meet her grandfather, King Jaehaerys, and ask for their blessing to, the, to their marriage. He gladly gave it, saying she could not have chosen a greater man. 
Corliss and Rhaenys would be get wed in a ceremony that rivaled Rogar Baratheon and Alyssa Valerian's golden wedding. Mm-hmm. When Aemon died and Rhaenys was passed over as the heir, despite being pregnant with a possible son, she was furious. Uh. The baby was a girl, but she later gave birth to a boy named Laenor Valerian. Rhaenys was called the queen that never was by the people, but Rhaenys and Corliss hoped that they could rectify her passing with the elevation of their son. They amassed their ships to hover as the council happened. Mm-hmm. Daemon Targaryen began to gather forces of his own in support of his brother's claim. Mm-hmm. Eventually, the vote was made, and Viserys won by a 10-to-1 margin. The Great Council of 101 AC was deemed to set an ironclad precedent. Mm-hmm. The rights of succession would always favor the male line's claim over a female line's claim, in yeah. addition to the heir of the Iron Throne being a man. Huh. Now, Viserys, do you hear that? Mm-hmm. You understand that? <laughs> Here is what's going to happen, though. Yeah. Viserys was crowned after his grandfather passed. Viserys left most of the daily affairs of the state to his small council and his hand, Sir Otto Hightower. Sir Otto would often clash with Prince Daemon, who eventually became commander of the City Watch. Okay. Daemon improved the, the arsenal and armor of the City Watch, giving them black armor and golden chain cloaks. Thus, they would be known as the Gold Cloaks. Awesome. Damon was an effective but brutal commander of the City Watch. He delighted in whores in, in Flea Bottom, and in particular <laughs> took this one woman called Lady Mazaria, who was his a great aide in whispering secrets in the, in the city. He would come to be known as the Prince of Flea Bottom. Viserys had earlier married his cousin, Ama Arryn, the daughter of Princess Dela. The couple had a daughter named Rhaenyra. The realm adored Rhaenyra to the point that she was dubbed the realm's delight. Mm-hmm. Ama Arryn would die giving birth to a son who, did not, who died soon, not soon after her. Mm-hmm. Now, many feared the notion of Daemon succeeding Viserys. Mm-hmm. So... Viserys broke the tradition and precedent set by the Great Council of 101 by declaring that Rhaenyra was his heir. Oh, boy. This would be his most significant act as king and would cause the greatest civil war in Westeros. Oh, no. Daemon took the news poorly as he flew off to Driftmark, where he allied with the Sea Snake and went to war with the Stepstone Islands, which were controlled by Eastern lords. Damon crowned himself King of the Stepstones. Okay. We need to pause to speak about the varied sources in Fire and Blood. Okay. There are two major sources for Viserys' reign. One is Septon Eustace. His source is extremely detailed, although it is somewhat dry. Mm. In contrast is the testimony of Mushroom. Mushroom was the court fool for three Targaryen kings. Wow. He was a- he was a dwarf, and people presumed he was a fool and were unbelievably candid around Mushroom. Ah. As such, when Mushroom later wrote down what he bore witness to, his tales were unrivaled for how gossipy, scandalous, and ribald they were. Ah. Yet there is just enough of a dark ring of truth that it cannot be blithely ignored. Huh. So for most of the next episodes, there will be disputes as to what happened. 
Okay. I'll come back to fall, falling out uh, of da- Damon and Viserys again after this. This is um, Martin, honestly, I, to go to our good friends, the Romans. He's basically making his own version of Tacitus and Suetonius. Yes. Of Tacitus is very dry, but he's very reliable and very detailed. Right. Mm-hmm. And Suetonius is very gossipy and much more scandalous, a bit more fun to read. But there's just enough of like, no, I think Suetonius is on the mark to, right. to where he can't just it's dismiss like some, just... Something like this, something happened. Yeah. There's a reason why this came up. Well, I like what Quentin Tarantino puts it in um, in Inglorious Bastards, actually, where he says, oh, Hans Lannis, I, you know, I love rumors. Yes. Rumor, rumors, there is, oh, you can always, you always get more information from rumors than you do from facts. In many ways, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Because then you, you get the one thing that facts don't get, opinions. Yeah. Yeah. Facts just give you facts. If you, ne- yep. if you get rumors, you get an opinion and kind of what, it's like, okay, what, what are people really saying? Yeah. That's going to be important for some of these future episodes, by the way. Mm-hmm. Viserys, after a por- period of mourning for Ama, was asked mm-hmm. to marry once more. Many suggested that he should marry Lena Valerian, reconciling with the Valerians. Oh, no. Instead, he chose... He, he surprised many by marrying Alicent Hightower, King Jaehaerys the Conciliator's bedmaid in his autumn years. Though yeah. Mushroom says that Alicent was more than Jaehaerys' bedmaid. Right. Giving you a hint of what Mushroom kind of is like. Yeah. Viserys and Alicent would have three sons, Aegon, oh. Aemond, and Darren. When Aegon was born, many pressed that Rhaenyra should be removed as his heir and Aegon be named as his heir. Hmm. Viserys refused and at one point had lords swear their swords and oath to Rhaenyra. Okay. The factionalism of the Targaryen family became apparent to the small folk when Queen Alicent attending attorney in a gown of green while Princess Rhaenyra wore the traditional red and black of the Targaryens. Thus, the Queen's party was dubbed the Greens and Rhaenyra's party was called the Blacks. Keep listening. It gets crazier. Oh, dear. During the tourney, Damon returned and offered his crown to Viserys. The two brothers reconciled, but within half a year, Damon and Viserys quarreled again. The reasons in both sources involve Rhaenyra. Oh, for the love of... According to Septon Eustace, Viserys found Damon in bed with his daughter. Rhaenyra begged her father to let her marry him at marry Damon as she was in love with him. Viserys adamantly refused as Damon was married to a lady of the Vale at this time. Okay. Mushroom tells a much more lurid story that does have some relevance to later points in the story. Rhaenyra, according to Mushroom, was in love with the Kingsguard Sir Criston Cole. From a young age, she adored her white knight and had him be her personal guard, but he supposedly took no interest in her. Damon said that it was because he only knew her as a little girl and she needed to be transformed into a woman in his eyes. Oh, for the love of... Damon and, according to Mushroom, Mushroom would train Rhaenyra in the arts of love, with Rhaenyra pleasuring him with her mouth, but refusing to give her her maidenhood. Damon would... Yeah. Nasty. 
This is bad. Damon would also take Rhaenyra to brothels in disguise to learn the skills of sex. Ah. She then eventually went to try Sir, to seduce Sir Criston, who flatly turned her down. When this was revealed to Viserys, Damon offered to marry Rhaenyra, as now no man would have her, leading yeah. Mushroom to say that Damon did this on purpose to ruin Rhaenyra's reputation so he would be allowed to marry her. I believe it. But Damon was again turned down because, again, he was married to a wife he hated and called and dubbed his bronze bitch. Bronze bitch. Jesus. Yep. When his wife in the Vale died, he tried to assert his claim as the Lord of the Vale, but was flatly rebuked. Okay. Viserys Targaryen arranged for Rhaenyra to marry Laenor Valerian. Laenor was said to have no interest in women, with him being known to have a close affection to a man known as Sir Joffrey Lawnmoth. Ha! A maester responded to this that, and said that though he did not enjoy fish, he would eat it when it, when it was offered. Great medieval thinking about homosexuality. Yeah. I don't think that's how it works. Viserys returned, and Rhaenyra was not at all pleased by this arrangement mm -hmm. and begged her father to choose another. Mm -hmm. Viserys refused and threatened to change the issue of succession if she was so insistent. Hmm. Rhaenyra either went to her knees and begged her father's forgiveness, or... According to Mushroom, she spat on him, mm -hmm. but she complied. <laughs> Here again, we have two vastly different stories that end with the same result. Uh. In Septon Eustace's account, Sir Criston Cole declared his love to Rhaenyra. He had paid a ship to take them to the east where he would serve as a sellsword. Rhaenyra supposedly said that she was the blood of the dragon and would not abandon her birthright. Furthermore, if he was willing to abandon his vow as a Kingsguard, he could not be counted for his vow of love. Fair enough. Interesting version. Yeah. In Mushroom's account, which I think may be closer to the truth, personally. Mm-hmm. In Mushroom's account, it was Rhaenyra who declared her love for Sir Criston and once again pled for him to reciprocate, but he was a man of his vows and refused. She then, heartbroken, sought comfort in the in the hand's son, Sir Harwin Strong, a burly, strong man known as Breakbones, who would come to be Rhaenyra's new personal guard and closest companion. Wow. Rhaenyra married Sir Laenor Valerian, but it was constantly whispered that he would never consummate the marriage. Mm. Though Mushroom says that Laenor did when Rhaenyra shared her bed with Breakbones, but here Mushroom is a bit contradictory, because he also says that Rhaenyra enjoyed watching Laenor have sex with Sir Joffrey. Mm. He also claims that Rhaenyra never had sex with, with Laenor and that she slept with Sir Harwin whenever Laenor had a lover. Mm -hmm. So, three very different reports from the same guy. Weird. A tournament was held to celebrate the marriage of Laenor and Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra gave her favor to Sir Harwin Strong, and a bemused Laenor gave his favor to Sir Joffrey. Okay. Sir Criston Cole, once a strong black, now joined the Greens, asking for Queen Alicent's favor. He broke several of Sir Harwin's, brone, Sir Harwin's bro bones, <laughs> which made Mushroom dub him Broken Bones. Mm. 
and and Sir Criston fatally maimed Sir Joffrey. Right. Sir Lenor was was by Sir Joffrey's side as he died five days later, and never left his side. Viserys was disgusted by Sir Criston's actions as he soured a supposedly celebratory occasion. Hmm. Meanwhile, Daemon Targaryen fell in love with Lena Valerian. The two married and became very close to Rhaenyra and Laenor. Lena would give birth to twin daughters, and Rhaena and Bela, who <clears throat> na- that were named Rhaena and Bela, who would soon become betrothed to Rhaenyra's two eldest boys. Rhaenyra gave birth to three sons, Jacaris, called Jake, Lucaris, called Luke, and lastly, Joffrey. Lenor and Rhaenyra had the purple eyes and silver hair of the Valyrians, yet curiously, all of their sons had brown hair and brown eyes and a pug nose. Huh. Everyone whispered that the boys were really Sir Harwin Strong's bastards. Mushroom presents this as a fact, while Septonusis simply alludes to it but makes no comment, and one source actually dismisses the, them as being rumors. I think it was true. Yeah, same. Viserys hated the strife within his family and tried to alleviate it. He had Jake and Darren, who were both born relatively at the same time, to be given the same wet nurse, mm-hmm. making them milk brothers. Uh-huh. Rhaenyra's sons and Alicent's sons would be trained and educated at the same time and mm-hmm. together. And yet they bitterly hated each other. Jesus. And actually bringing them together seems to have made them hate each other more. Lena Valerian would tragically die in childbirth, and the child did not survive after her. Yeah. Rhaenyra was there to console her uncle Damon in very, very interesting ways. When the family arrived on Driftmark to console Damon and the Valerians, mm-hmm. Alicent's son, Aemon, made a bold decision. In the early morning, he tried to mount the dragon, Vagar. Queen Rainey's dragon during the conquest, who had been ridden by Lena Valerian. Aemon ran into his nephew, the two-year-old Joffrey Valerian, who always woke up early and wanted to look at his own dragon hatchling, Taraxes. Aemon shoved Joffrey in dragon dung to shut him up. Aemon boldly mounted the old dragon, and in the end, he landed successfully, bound to Vagar as her rider. When Aemond landed, and so Aemond basically had the greatest living dragon in Westeros at this point. Nah. He lost, he lost Valerian the Dread, though. Yeah, but, but so now Vagar is the greatest dragon mm-hmm. around. The oldest and the strongest. Mm-hmm. When Aemond landed, he found Joffrey with his older brothers. Although they were younger than Aemond, they were three, and they ganged up on him. He insulted them and called them strong. Jake, who was old enough to understand the insult, drew his dagger and removed Eamon's right eye. Ow. The family gathered. Alicent demanded an eye for Jake for his actions. Rhaenyra angrily demanded that Eamon reveal who told him to call her children strong. Eamon revealed that it was Aegon, 
who mm-hmm. unrepentantly said that everyone knew and it was obvious that they were the bastard sons of Breakbones. Viserys erupted and swore that if anyone ever again whispered that his grandsons were strongs, he would remove their tongues. Jesus. He forced Rhaenyra. He had the blood of the dragon. Mm. He always was a very, like, kind man and trying to be a peacekeeper. But as you'll see, he had a little bit of that blood of the dragon in him. Mm-hmm. He forced Rhaenyra and Allison to kiss and swear their love and fealty. They did, but it was clear that it was false. Yeah. Viserys ordered that Sir Harwin would leave Rhaenyra's company and openly insisted that no one should question Rhaenyra's right to succession. Wow. No one enjoyed Viserys' decision. Laenor Valerian was murdered by his latest favorite, a squire. The reason for why, according to Sir Eustace, was that Laenor had lost interest in the squire and he struck struck in a jealous rage. Hmm. However, the darker version from Mushroom is that the squire was paid by Damon so that he could have Rhaenyra and secretly had the squire killed. Either way, the squire was never found, despite an enormous bounty being put on him by Corlys Valerian. Huh. So suddenly, Rhaenyra's single. Hmm. While Lord Strong escorted his son, Sir Harwin Strong, back to Harrenhal, the two would die in a fire in the castle. Some believe it was genuinely an accident, but many whispered intrigue. Hmm. Mushroom says this was done by Damon to remove a threat to his courting of Rhaenyra. Another lists the ambitions of Lord Strong's younger son, Sir Laris, called Sir Laris the Clubfoot, who's <laughs> going to become a big character as we go on. Right. And the more you find out about him, it's I wouldn't put it past him. Mm-hmm. Some whispered that it was the curse of Harrenhal that claimed the Strongs. But the rumor that seems the truest to me is that it was arranged by Viserys himself, who recognized the bastard rumors. While either believing them or not, he wanted Sir Harwin disposed of to help destroy the rumors. If this is true, he probably did not want his to kill Lord Strong, who was Viserys's hand at mm-hmm. this time. Viserys, without a hand, debated on who to choose. He briefly considered Rhaenyra, but, chose, but dreaded bringing her sons to court, as that would bring further strife with his sons. So he chose to recall Sir Otto Hightower as Hand of the King. Sir Otto had, had resigned when he had turned down the idea of making Aegon his heir. Right. To everyone's surprise and outrage, Rhaenyra and Daemon married. The people were offended as Lena and Laenor, Daemon and and Rhaenyra's respective spouses, had not been dead a year. Mm -hmm. Rhaenyra supposedly married in secret as she knew her father would never approve. So Mushroom also suggests the probably true element that Rhaenyra was pregnant with Damon's child and wanted to avoid giving birth to an indisputable bastard. Right. Rhaenyra and Damon would would get would have two sons, Aegon and Viserys. Queen Alicent was offended that they chose 
and considered it an insult that that, that Rhaenyra had chosen to name her son Aegon as she had her own son Aegon, which Mushroom says was the whole point. Hmm. To make it easy, Alicent's son Alicent's Aegon will be referred to as Aegon the Elder, mm-hmm. and Rhaenyra's will be Aegon the Younger. Makes sense. Corlys Valerian got a little sick, and there was some debate on who should be his successor. Okay. With Jake the heir to the Iron Throne, they suggested that Luke should be the, the heir, but this was met with howls by rival Valerians who called him a strong and with no claim to Driftmark. Hmm. They brought their grievances to the king, who had their tongues cut out for calling Luke a strong. He angrily said he warned them. Wow. He meant it. He made good on his threat. Yep. Hey, he's king. You, If you let him, like, trample and, like... You can't be a doormat when you're king. Yeah, you can't be anies. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. He's becoming such a, a butt of our jokes, but... <laughs> sorry. Yeah. As he rose from the Iron Throne, he accidentally cut himself on a sword on the throne, opening his right arm. The king suffered from gout and was in chronic pain. His arm quickly grew infected and was feared he would die. Huh. Rhaenyra had her maester who was able had her maester sent, who was able to save the king at the cost of of two of his fingers. Wow. Viserys would never sit on the Iron Throne again. He soon would rule from his solar and eventually his bed. So also keep in mind this is the this is one of the one of the first kings that that really cuts himself on the Iron Throne. Jesus. And so plenty of people look at that as symbolic in a way. Right. Of that the Iron Throne rejects you. Aegon the Elder married his sister Helena. The two had twins, Jaehaerys and Jahera. Jaehaerys had six fingers also. Weird little Weird. Later, Helena gave birth to a boy named Maelor. Hmm. At an annual celebration, the whole family gathered, and prominently, Rhaenyra wore a green gown, while Alicent wore a black gown. Oh, goody. After Viserys went to sleep, though, according to Mushroom, Aegon the Elder made a mocking toast, where he celebrated how strong his nephews were. Oh my god. Doesn't give up. Nope. Viserys spent one day regaling Aegon the Elder's children with stories about King Jaehaerys the Conciliator fighting wildlings and giants on the wall with his dragon. Wow. But then he had to wave them away as he was tired. Mm-hmm. Viserys I died in his sleep. And to quote Fire and Blood, thus the storm broke and the dragons danced. So that's the story of Viserys I. Mm. It's very hard to tell the story without, like, I was debating, like, including, like, all this other stuff about his family. But honestly, you can't tell the story without telling about what was happening at at his time. Because this is really what defined his reign was the the factionalism forming. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. He's an interesting man, but yeah. He's an interesting guy, but so way too much family drama to be a truly great king. Yeah, so 
Let's just look here. Double checking. He ruled for 26 years, though. Still pretty good. So he automatically gets... So he gets 26 points. Right. For that. So that's pretty good. Hmm. It's, um, it's about middle of the range. It's uh, mm-hmm. not as much as Aegon the First or or Jaehaerys, but he was longer than than uh, than Maegor and Aenys. Mm-hmm. So here are some points and notes I made for him as king. Right. His time as king of rest, Westeros was the the apex of target of the Targaryens' power. Huh. Okay. Arguably, after the Dance of the Dragons, the Targaryens limped for a meager century before finally being overthrown. Okay. He was universally loved by the lords and small folk. He gave bread, festivals, and tournaments, and the realm was at peace. Right. So that cannot be blithely dismissed. Right. I think, honestly, he he doesn't really actively rule as king, Mm -hmm. but he manages to find and delegate the right people to to manage the realm well enough. Yes. That I do give him points for that. Agreed. Agreed. I think so. And and the realm really was at this time, like really, really in peace. There were no real rebellions in Westeros. No. Even Jaehaerys can't boast that. Right. That being said, and maybe I'm being on a scale of 10, Mm -hmm. and maybe this is generous. Right. I will give him a five. I was going to give him a six. Well, okay. Because I give points if you don't have any rebellions. I give points for not having rebellions, but like, also, we'll get into Madison's also, rule, yeah. but, but, but like, he, at least when he was king, mm-hmm. the storm did not break. Right. And it was as peace. And also during this time, um, I didn't mention, but like, uh, during his time as king, Mm-hmm. Uh, there, that was the time when there were, there were the most mm. dragons alive at this time, mm. and many of the a bunch of them w- weren't ridden by dragon riders. They were just wild, kind of like wild dragons at this time. Right. So mm. this was like really was the apex of their power. This is like their golden age. Is Jaehaerys and Viserys right. mark really the golden age of of um, the Targaryens dynasty? Agreed. The warrior, the next category. Um, he never, he never took to a dragon riding after he flew Balerion the Black Dread. No. Wars were fought by his cousin and brother with his support, but he did not join in. No. So we can't really say he's a bad warrior, but I, I think he was smart enough to realize that maybe he wasn't that. So, and like he just funded wars that that were really just like to help get get it out of his out of his violent brother's system. Right. And like, yeah, true enough, like there was a point to the Steptones Wars, but then like he, Damon himself abandoned it when he just realized it was a lost cause. So. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll give him a five. You are being generous. I am giving him a three. I I cannot give him big points because I mean, I mean, I, I give him major points for like just being judicious, but he doesn't really strike me as a, he really strikes me as just like this fun kind of really good version of 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 of, Aenys, of just like basically ruling in peacetime 
Right. And never really being tested. Huh. So, yeah. you gave him five, I gave him three. So, that's eight. Okay. Now, okay. Big one. Yeah. Madness and misrule. So, here's what, what I said in my notes. Yeah. Despite everything Viserys attempted to do, and he actually did attempt to do a lot, he kind of gets, like, criticized for being dithering and, like, reluctant. Which but is... I say, no, he did definitely did... Was active, and he tried to ensure that Rhaenyra succeeded him. Mm-hmm. But when he died, a succession crisis would follow Viserys' death that would come to be known as the Dance of the Dragons. Oh, dear me. Viserys' choice of pressing Rhaenyra as his heir and his inability to force a reconciliation between his daughter and his wife are his mm-hmm. greatest misrule. And this led to a horrendous, terrible, awful war that we're going to spend the next at least three episodes talking about. Oh, God. So, which basically, as I said, as I kind of alluded to, right? more or less destroy the Targaryen dynasty. Ugh. It didn't, but it did. Mm-hmm. But how much can we fault it on him? Yeah. I mean... It is interesting, because it really is strange, because, like, it, in some ways it very is logical, where it's just like, it's like, yeah, I get you didn't want Damon to succeed you. Right, but... But you had a son, so... Uh, I mean, yeah, it's kind of dickish to Rhaenyra, but... I mean, like, Jaehaerys had, like, had made Arya his heir for a while, yeah. and then he had a son, he was just like, nope, Arya's not the heir anymore. I don't know. This is this is a tough one. This is a tough one because he, because yeah. it's like it's it's not. It both is his fault. But could he? But could he have simply just made a slightly better decision? Oh, it definitely could have. Definitely could have. Like this is like where it's like it's not at all madness. No. Other than maybe like he he steadfastly refused to even countenance the notion right. of changing his mind. Ah, uh, oh, you know, I'm... I'm, I'm going to give him a seven. In terms of I history. was right at that. Like, you know what? I, I have to because... Yeah. Yeah, because, like, it was just, like... It was a really avoidable mistake. Yes. And, and the consequences of this mistake, as you'll find... Mm-hmm. We're going to have some you nasty... May, you may even wonder if we're lowballing it at the end of this. At, at the end of the dance was it his fault? I mean, you kind of have the same thing with Marcus Aurelius. Yeah. Was Marcus Aurelius' successor or, or that type of crisis? Was that really, or, or Severus, or Septimus Severus? Yeah. Was it his fault that after him started one, of the, started one of the greatest sets of civil wars during the Roman Empire? 50 years, basically 50 years of civil war. Yeah. That's a, that's a good question. And uh... so, I mean, he's... A, it, it's it's tough because at least with with this guy, the the civil war started immediately, so you know that there was a problem. Oh yeah, he will yeah. be blamed for that civil war big time. Yeah, I mean to to be fair, he doesn't like strike me as like someone like like James Buchanan kind of like. No, it's like that much his fault. No, or it's like he tried, but I mean like at the same time we we do say like no, this could have been avoided. 
This really yeah. could have been avoided. And, like, you just could have made Rhaenyra angry. Uh. But he didn't want to. Mm-hmm. And, like, even at one point they suggested that, like, uh, Allison suggested, well, just marry off my son to Rhaenyra. Right. And, like, that would have been weird, because big age gap. But, mm. yeah, I, I kind of agree with her, too. That would have been, like, yeah, That would have been something. So, like, yeah, my, uh, seven, yeah. That'll do it. So, next is, um, if you didn't get by now, but but suffering from gout, he was a very, he was a bit of a corpulent man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so here's his portrait, uh, the category portrait. Right. Send it over. All right. Here you go. Got it? Yes. Um, he, he's kind of like a Santa Claus almost to me. Just, hey, he looks a little bit, he looks a bit like a like jolly old grandpa or jolly old St. Nick. Yeah. I like this guy. Uh, I don't know, like, because he, he's so, he seems so friendly and affable, which kind of like he was, mm-hmm. like, it's kind of like surprising when he does do those, like, darker moments. Right. So, like, that would kind of come as a surprise. So, like, I wouldn't guess that looking at this man. Mm-hmm. But like as a like a friendly king and like a king I love, I, I can definitely see like oh, I, I can see the positive. I can't see the negative. No. Which is not good because like that means like he seems like a pushover. Right. He looks like an overweight Chancellor Palpatine, but but like not without the scheming behind <laughs> it. I am I mean, gonna okay. give him three and a half. Same. I'm gonna give him a three. Three? Okay. Yeah. So Six and a half out of, out of ten total. Uh, so, with that in mind, let's tally it up. So, mm-hmm. he got 26 automatically for his time as king. Right. He scored 11 as king. He wasn't bad as, a, as like, a ruler. Like, he didn't no. really do much of, like, the day-to-day ruling, but the realm was at peace. Yes. But, As a warrior, he only scored 8 out of 20. He wasn't really a warrior. Right. But he did, like, support some wars, kind of. Mm-hmm. Mostly financially. Like, Evan but, was a bit more, more kinder than I was to him on this. Right. Madness and Misrule, we gave him 14. He oh. just made one really really bad mistake that had humongous, humongous yeah. consequences. I don't know if we can really forgive him for that. Yeah. Uh, and Portrait, 6, 6.5. He seems yeah. like a nice-looking guy, although he doesn't seem like someone I would respect. No, same. Looks, a bit, looks like jolly old Saint Nick, not a king. Yeah. So, with that in mind, he scored 65.5. So, he is right in the middle range. Yeah, not awful, but not great either. And so, but points are points. The big question, the final question worth asking. Mm -hmm. Oh, but before that, though. We have two more. uh, The first question before that is, uh, do you think he's cinematic? I don't think so. I think when we get through the entirety of the Dreads of the Dragon stories. Yeah. Like all of the rain from, from from Viserys to the end of it, 
Right. I think that is one amazing story, and that is honestly the Game of Thrones show that they should be doing after. Well, he would. Game he of would be, he's the Rob, He's kind of the Robert Baratheon. He yeah, the Robert Baratheon role. He is basically the first season. He is one hundred percent the first season. Yes, like setting the the tone for everything. Mm-hmm. Like he himself is not that exciting as a king, though. Yeah, but what happens after or at the end of his reign is where the action is. Yeah. So, but and the last big category though, mm-hmm. at the end. Is he a dragon or is he a dud? Is he someone special worth remembering or is he just kind of a footnote? That's a tough one because he, in my opinion, as a king, he's kind of a dud, but his actions and his legacy make him memorable. So. I don't agree with you. Uh, really? I, I, I say like it's it's really like. It's really that that the Civil War breaks out. It, it's, I think it's really more the people after him that are like he—he he doesn't seem like that—that that interesting. No, and like that memorable. It's just like if if the succession went smoothly, yeah. If it had, mm-hmm. there's nothing really that I, I argue would, would have been remembered. And no. and and I I've told you that the the civil war does happen, mm-hmm. but yeah. like it it if it hadn't. Mm-hmm. If he hadn't made this one mistake, right, he wouldn't be rem- remembered. Hmm. Like he would just be like this kind of like this kind of like kind of like a, he he kind of like to me, honestly, right. is a lot of like a, to bring our good friends the Romans. He he kind of reminds me a lot of like Antoninus Pius, who was just like a good ruler, right, and not a bad guy, but he basically like as Mike Duncan put it, kind of like trucked all the problems for oh, Marcus Aurelius to have to deal with decades right. later. <laughs> so that's honestly my, my take on him is like, he's just like, you're, you're not doing a bad job, but you're like mm, some problems here down the line that you're kind right. of like, there's going to be some issues and it was your fault. It's his fault. But like at the same time, it's like, I don't think like it, it's, I don't think he's worth remembering. I'm sorry. So this has to be unanimous. And he's a dud. No, he's a dud. Yeah. Mm. Sorry. I mean, like, yeah. So he's our, our second dud. Yeah. Just uh, not really worth remembering. I'm sorry to say, but them's the breaks. Yeah. So yeah. next we, it, it should be Rhaenyra, right? Or is it? Or uh, is it? We'll find out next time. So see you then. See you then.